Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of the Baseball Never Sleeps podcast. I'm Simon Farber, and my partner, Nick Lancioni, as always. And on today's episode, we have Royals farmhand Charlie Newweiler on the show. If you don't know much about Charlie, he's a 21-year-old right-hander drafted by Kansas City in the fifth round in 2017. And he reached single A Lexington this past summer, had a really strong year, stayed healthy throughout the entire season. So we asked him what's been working there, how he's been handling the minors, and just some couple things about his life in general. Let's get to the show. On today's episode, we're super excited to welcome Royals pitching prospect Charlie Newweiler onto the show. Charlie, thanks for taking some time to talk with us. Oh, no problem, guys. Thank you for having me. Charlie, I know you've been keeping busy with baseball, still still doing your bullpen sessions, but what else have you been up to in quarantine? Has TikTok been a thing you picked up? Have you been playing a lot of Xbox or PlayStation? What what have you been doing to keep busy? Um, TikTok, I have not been making videos. I've been watching a lot of videos. Um, but video I'm games, yeah, yeah I've, I've definitely been playing a lot of PS4, um, you know, switching on and off with Fortnite and Call of Duty. Um, you know, playing with the boys, catching up, just having a good time, staying up late. Um, but aside from that, not really, nothing, nothing too crazy, you know, hanging out with the family. Have you been getting a lot of dubs in Fortnite? <laughs> um, every once in a while I get my fair share, but I'm not the best. So I still have not gotten my first one. The highest place I finished is in second. <laughs> you you gotta get you a, a you know a duo or something. Yeah, I know. I need someone to carry me. I, I I'm absolutely <laughs> terrible. I try to camp out. It doesn't work. <laughs> All right, so Charlie, you grew up in New York. We want to know first off: Were you a Yankees fan, a Mets fan, neither? Uh no, I was I was a Yankees fan for sure. Okay. So you grew up cheering for one of the probably the best uh franchise in baseball how did that mold your love of the sport uh when you were a kid um honestly it just it comes back from my dad he uh he got my brother and i into baseball from a very young age and um just throughout the years of you know going through middle school and everything like that we would make we make little short vacations out of our baseball trips um so it didn't feel like it was you know, as a job, as we were younger, we had some fun with it. Um, but everybody, you know, you grow up and you don't realize you have a passion for something until you start doing it. And uh, that's what happened with, with baseball with me. You know, we started playing it and the passion just came overwhelming um, in, a, in a good way. And since then, since day one of started playing, there's there's never been any type of regret. It's never been, uh, you know, what if I did this instead of play baseball? Um, it's been my life since I, as long as I can remember, and I'm, I'm honestly so happy to ha- to be able to say that. So you talked about this passion really growing in into a career ultimately in the end, but before you even got to the Royals, your perfect game profile actually listed you as a shortstop. How how long did you spend time at shortstop, and when did you actually transition into a pitcher? Um, I, I don't know that I'm not going to lie. That might be my brother that you guys saw. Um, it might be me. I don't know. I, I never really looked at that profile before. Um, but just growing up, uh, we were big into, you know, expanding and, and playing all types of positions. So this way you're not, 
just settled into one spot. You actually become an athlete while playing the game. Um, so I would say I played shortstop growing up a little bit, not too, not too much. I was more of a first baseman when I wasn't pitching. Um, and then even in high school, I was playing first if I wasn't pitching. So it kind of it kind of kept me uh, well-rounded as just an athlete, as, as a baseball player. And I wasn't just one of those, you know, pitcher only. <laughs> so you did end up uh, moving to pitcher. You were drafted in the fifth round of the 2017 MLB draft. Walk us through draft day was like for you. You went on day two, but was there any chance you could have gone day one or what were the offers like there? No, there, unfortunately there wasn't any chance of going day one. Um, but I am more than grateful to be able to have been drafted and go as high as I did. Um, being drafted, draft day was crazy. I, I got a phone call two minutes before I got my name called. And it was just so surreal because going through the high school, I had a couple of scouts here and there. Um, but it really didn't start clicking until I would say early May. And I was talking oh, wow. to my advisor at the time who is now my agent. Adam Groff with uh, Full Circle Sports Management. Um, and it was just, it was kind of just a little nonchalant in the beginning. And then early May hit, and we started realizing, you know, these guys are coming around more, and it's a pretty good shot that it's going to happen. And I was stoked. You know, I was just thinking about it. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that the, Royal, the Kansas City Royals picked me up. It's a great organization to be with, and I'm loving every minute of it. Um, but yeah, draft day, draft day was crazy. I was in my house, my twin brother and my parents and my dog, that's it. And, uh, <laughs> we were just sitting there going back and forth my, with my agent, you know, just texting and seeing what's up. And then I got the call from Lonnie Goldberg and, uh, you know, he asked me the, the question that they all asked the guys, you know, if we, if we pick you, you're going to say yes. And I said, of course. <laughs> I hung up the phone and two minutes later, my name got called out. Wow, that's awesome! So you went from you went from really not a whole lot of scouts around to a fifth round pick in like a month. How did you even handle that mentally? Um, I I kind of just try to stay as humble as possible and just just stay within myself and play my game that I knew because I growing up the same I did the same thing growing up. You know, if there was you know the college coaches coming around or whatnot. Um, I just see too much. I just see it happen too, too often with guys. They start feeling that pressure and they start trying to do too much, and then it, it falls out of their hands and it's not their game anymore. So I just I sat, you know, my dad sat me down and we spoke about it. He said, you know, just just continue to be yourself. Don't, um, don't think about anybody else. Just just be you out in the field. Blackout. Everybody else standing behind the backstop. And just do what you know how to do, and that's it. Enjoy the game. Getting picked the second day of draft day, especially out of high school, is pretty damn impressive in my eyes. Was there was there ever a thought in your mind where you were considering college baseball, or was kind of pro baseball the path always uh, right after high school? Uh, well, first of all, I appreciate it. Thank you. And no, I um, I was committed. I was committed to a, a Division One school. Small Division One in downtown Brooklyn, LIU Brooklyn. Um, I was committed there. I was going to play there as far as I knew up until, you know, early May. Um, that was that was the plan. I was always hoping to become a, a pro pro uh, baseball player and 
that's obviously always the career that I had wanted. And, um, but yeah, I mean, college was the way to go and it was just shocking. And then May rolled around and we started getting those calls and all those looks and it become closer and closer to the dream come true. And it finally did. All right, so after the draft, you went uh, took the normal path of a high school draftee. You went to the Arizona League. What was the speed adjustment to the game there? A lot of guys talk about, you know, the game speeds up when you go pro. What can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, I, you know, AZL, it was definitely a step up from, you know, my high school league. Um, but I really didn't think it was too much to handle. Um, even with my other buddies that got drafted out of high school, I was talking with as well. And they agree with me. You know, they said it was obviously a little bit of adjustment to make with the talent and, you know, the speed of the game. But it wasn't too much that you, you couldn't handle and compete with, honestly. Did you have any nerves there first time on the mound, uh, just being in a pro uniform? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, my my first pro outing, I came – I was a starter in high school. And when I got there, we uh, – they put me in the bullpen just so and uh my first outing I got called out of the bullpen and I had bases loaded with one out. I think I came in and sent both guys out or I got a, a strikeout and a pop fly, I can't remember. Um I was shaking. I was honestly I was so much adrenaline pumping through me that the next inning I came out to start it and the first pitch I hit the guy in the head. <laughs> I I, just, I had so much adrenaline going through like I could it was just something I could not control and but I I mean I won't forget it I it was it was an awesome feeling to be honest I I loved it but I was there was definitely nerves there and it was something that was uncontrollable it was a totally new environment not used to um but, you know you got to do what you, what you can do you you said you it. If I was, if I'm correct about this, you said you hit the guy in the head your first at bat. Is that what you said? Um, it was the second inning I went in. Oh, the second inning you went in. Okay. Did Did you at least settle down after that? Did you shake off the nerves? Yeah, yeah. It, it, after that, it kind of <laughs> calmed down. I was like, all right, you know, I had to step back, take a deep breath, and I was like, you know, this is this is what it's gonna be for now. I can't, I can't, can't have this going into the game. So, step back, took a deep breath, and kind of just relaxed and. All right, getting back to this year, uh, you spent all of the season at Single A Lexington. Um, First of all, that hat that you guys have is just an amazing hat with the mustache over that. I was looking at the photos. How much do you like those uniforms? Uh, Those were probably some of the sickest uniforms I've seen. The hats alone were – we had so many compliments from people. We were – I think we were voted like the the best hat in the minor leagues like last year or whatever it was. Um, it, it, it's sick. It's awesome. And then you know all the the specialty jerseys that we had. The this year we did the Spanish Heritage every Friday night, so we called mm-hmm. the Hernandez. And just the, the colorway on those were it was so dope. The hat with the it was like a teal with a little bit of a pink and the skull with the white. Uh, it was it was super clean, honestly. It was it was it was sick to wear those things. So repping that uniform during uh, that season, you I noticed, or I mean, we both noticed you made 
27 healthy starts and uh, honestly that's a really impressive streak just to make it throughout the whole year obviously there's there's a lot of injuries throughout baseball but you were able to kind of maintain your health just talk us through that season what you did to keep in shape uh, and what you did to kind of keep this track going yeah i mean you know god bless i i'm so thankful that i was staying healthy this year which is an awesome feeling i saw a couple of guys go down and it's not something that you want to see um but the main thing that i feel like helped me was just just staying on a routine um you know, everybody's – I'm still finding a perfect one for me. I have one that's, that's working pretty well, but nothing's ever perfect. It, it's going to take a couple of years to get used to. Um, but having a routine, you know, knowing what you're going to do the first thing you, go, you get into the clubhouse. Um, for for the days that you're not pitching, and then, you know, the, the days that you are pitching, you might add or subtract something to your to your routine. You know, you might be stretching 20 minutes more. You might be – doing some more band and dumbbells in the, in the training room before you go out, making sure you're extra loose. Um, but aside from a routine, I would say communication with your trainer is huge. Um, the guy we had this year was awesome and really easy to talk to. You had something going on. There was no problem to go talk to him. You, you don't have to be scared or worried. Um, you know, he was there. If you're sore, he's like, all right, you know, we're going to figure this out. We'll do this. We'll do that. And work you out of it and just, you know, be able to keep you on the field as much as you want to be. We actually talked to one of your fellow farmhands, Tyler Zuber, and he's pumping absolute gas to get a lot of his strikeouts. But we noticed you have a lot of bit of a little bit of a lower velocity, 90 to 92, and you're still getting a ton of strikeouts yourself. What's your plan of attack there? And are you doing with the off speed or is it all location? How are you getting that done? Yeah, I, I'm more of an average guy with the, with the velo wide. Um, I know yeah, Zuber's pumping it up there. I know that. Yeah. Uh, no, but I've, I've been trying to locate in and out basketball-wise. Um, got my two-seam working a lot this year, so I was relying on that. But my big pitch is definitely my curveball. Um, that'll be my go-to pitch. I'll, I'll throw it 3-0 if I need a strike, honestly. I have I have a lot of confidence, a lot of feel with it. Um and honestly, I would say probably about uh, 85% of my strikeouts this year are just from curveballs, finishing guys off with it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I would say a couple of guys I was able to, you know, blow away with my average, with the average fastball. <laughs> you know, you got to elevate and work in and out, get in the hands or, you know, just freeze them up. But um, definitely off-speed. I rely on off-speed a lot, so. Now, one question I asked Tyler was if – if if it was a full count and for some reason I was ever facing him in a in a baseball game, which would never happen, but this is a complete <laughs> hypothetical. This is a complete hypothetical. What would be your go to pitch to get me to get me out of the game? Um, probably my curveball. Not gonna lie, you know, I, I, it depends on wow. the situation and everything like that. But um, I would most likely go curveball. Just just to get it out there okay yeah that that would probably that would easily get the job done i, I i'll give that to you <laughs> uh, one thing i noticed on your twitter feed was uh i and i don't know how often this happens uh in lexington but when the song baby shark comes on it looks like the whole dugout <laughs> gets pretty amped up for it and starts doing the baby shark dance is this uh does this happen a lot or was this just a one-time thing no it so it became 
we started doing it a couple times, and you know we didn't have a whole bunch of guys doing it. And then actually, you know, one day everybody started doing it, and I think that was the video we went viral with. <laughs> so every time after that, we we hear the song come on, and we would just do it. We would just you know just have fun. You know, we're starting pitchers sitting in the dugout. We want to have some fun and not just you know sit there and talk all the time. We want to dance a little bit, you know, get active. So that was that was one thing that would you know give us some more energy throughout the game and help us enjoy it a little bit more if it was if it was a slow day or whatnot. Charlie, the last thing we noticed from perusing the baseball reference page, you had one plate appearance in the middle of 2018. What's the story behind that? It wasn't even an extra inning game or anything. No, that was crazy. Um, we were in Asheville. This was my. Uh, my first full season, I, I just I got to Lexington. Uh, I was a couple weeks after I got there, and we traveled to Asheville, and I was pitching. And I think it was it might have been the fourth inning, and what happened was our we had our other our DH was our secondary catcher, so you know we had obviously the starting catcher was in there he was hitting, and the DH was the other catcher. Um, DH ended up getting hurt. Uh, he, you know, he heard, he heard a stomp on a swing or something had happened. And I'm sitting, I come in after the fourth inning, and uh, the manager, Thor, he walks up to me, he was like, get a helmet and get a bat, because you're <laughs> in a hole. <laughs> and that, that inning, there was uh, the guy on first and second with, like, one out. And, uh, you know, he tells me, he's like, if you get up there and there's still, you know, there's less than two outs, you're going to bunt. So I'm like, oh, my God, this is, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I haven't I haven't punched in like two and a half years, whatever it was. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't I didn't get up the inning. I didn't punch. But the next inning, I got up and uh, I worked the count. I got to two zero. Um, took a strike, got a strike off, and then unfortunately, I rolled over the shortstop. Oh, but you got it in play. I put the ball in play. Yeah. All right. Do you have like a new appreciation for how good the pitching is is at that level after I have to actually stand in there? Yeah, it was. Yeah. The, the pitcher honestly took it easy on me because I walked up there, I was laughing. I'm not gonna lie. The catcher, the umpire, <laughs> and the starting pitch, we were all laughing together because we're like, we never seen this before. So uh, he took it easy on me. You know, he he wasn't really trying to gas me up or you know spin anything on me. So. I appreciate that, you know. <laughs> it didn't make me look like a total fool. Um, but, yeah, I, I have a lot more appreciation for the hitters now because I, I could see how difficult it is when – I thought this, this guy was throwing 86 to me. I thought it was difficult to hit. These guys are facing 97, 98. I can't even imagine staying in the box with that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely have more of appreciation for those guys. There's definitely an appreciation for both sides. And looking at some of those pitchers in the minor league, specifically in the Royals farm system, your teammates, there's there's really a lot of talent looking at the pitching end with Chris Bubik, Lynch, there's Kowar, Singer, and obviously Tyler Zuber. How, how do you keep up with all of these prospects competing for just a couple of spots? I, obviously, there's a little bit of pressure, but what's your mentality for this? Um, it's Honestly, it's all... I would say it's a it's a healthy uh I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Um he- healthy com- competitive like it's a healthy competition. That's what yeah, yeah. Healthy competition between all of us. Um 
as is with the other guys that are coming up too that are also prospects and that are showing some good talent. You know, uh, like he's Jonathan Easley, Jonathan Bolin. Those guys are those guys are getting up there too. And for sure, we're all we're all pushing each other every day. We're all you know talking in the dugout, talking in the clubhouse. What we, what we would have done, what they did, why, what, what was the reason behind everything? Um, so it's it's all a good sport, definitely pushing each other. But at the same time, you are working for a job for yourself, so you have to be a little selfish at at one point. But for the most part, you know, all these guys have been really supportive of each other, um, and just doing a good job with pushing each other in the right path. All right. So with the risk of jinxing this guy's career. We want to ask, what's the teammate that you've played with that's like the best chance to be a pro or a star at the at the major league level? Uh, that's, that's a tough question. Honestly, I, I I can't really answer that question. I don't I don't want to I don't want to put myself in. <laughs> there. No, there's there's cause there's just there's a bunch there's been a bunch of guys that I played with within the past two years that I could see them having a shot and making it up there and and doing well for themselves. So. Um, I don't want to put myself in that spot, you know, just throwing one name out there. Um, but those the guys, if they listen to this, they'll they'll know who they are. We're we're close enough, but they'll know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I guess if you can't answer that one, on the flip side, do you have a a toughest hitter or a toughest prospect that you've faced so far in your career? The toughest at bat. There's been a couple this year. Um, Couple of guys from Hickory. I mean, those those guys from Texas, man. Those, they know how to hit. Um, yeah. I I really can't think of the names off the top of my head. I apologize, but uh, oh, Ian, sorry. I do. Ian da- Ian Dawkins, I believe, was was one guy. He's with the White Sox. He was over in Kannapolis this year. Leadoff guy. And oh, okay. He, I think he, the four games that we played him, he got a hit like every at bat. <laughs> All right, that's... It was unbelievable. This guy, I don't know, he was hitting curveballs. He was hitting change-ups. He was out in front. He was blooping them over shortstop. He was hitting the hole. It, it was just it was unstoppable, this guy. But he, So he was, one of the, he was one of the more difficult guys to pitch because he was very, very aggressive at the plate. Um, came at you early. You know, he, he wasn't just going to sit there and wait for the first strike to roll, to roll through. He was sitting back on it, waiting for it. Um, so, you know, him, a bunch of the Ranger guys, they... Definitely uh, some tough times to pitch you, for sure. All right, that's a good new name to, uh, to keep track of. In those types of situations, it, do you change up the game, game plan constantly? Are you just rolling out different pitches, or do you continue to roll out your best stuff and your best pitches to see if you could still handle it? Uh, you got you to always try to get your best stuff out there. Um, but, yeah, you do have to change up the game plan a little bit. Um, you know, if if we're getting a scout report about a guy that, that wants to lay off curveballs all the time, next thing you know, he starts swinging at them like crazy. You know, if he's hitting them, then you're gonna change it up. You try to go to different off speed, or just try to gas him up inside, and then set him up better for that off speed. Or you know, his his kill pitch is what we call it. We call it the kill pitch for the hitters. Um, so I I would say you gotta be open minded going into the game. You know, you have your scouting reports, you have your game plan, but so do the hitters. You know, they they realize what your your patterns are with with, throw, with pitching to them. So you can't be repetitive all the time. And you know, you do every once in a while. You get lucky if the guy's really just off that day. But other than that, it's just it's always a learning game going out 
through the through the game, especially as a starting pitcher. Um, you know, what you throw the guy in the first inning, you you can't throw him the same the same sequence in the, in the second or third inning whenever he comes back up because he's just going to be so used to seeing it, and he's he's probably most likely going to get hit off of you. So it's uh it's always a learning game. You got to keep an open mind and don't be so stuck on one thing. All right, our last two questions are they're they're pretty random ones. We we call this one the out of left field question. What is your favorite commercial? Uh all right. So I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was the Kia Soul commercial with the hamsters. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Is the best one. They're, they all got in the car and they're all dancing with the music. <laughs> <laughs> that I will see that commercial. I will laugh every single time I see it. Yeah, there's a lot of great classic ones. I, I picked more a more recent one. One actually from the Super Bowl, the Jason Momoa Rocket Mortgage commercial, where he just takes off the fake muscles at home and he's just playing his guitar. I thought that was a great one. That really got to me. Yeah, that's good. That is good. I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite, but the uh, the Liberty Mutual Limu Emu brand that had that whatever that jingle was, my roommates and I we had it stuck in our heads for months. And then uh, last one, this is a hypothetical situation, and if there was a fire in your house, everyone got out safely, but you only had one item you could grab. What would that meaningful idol item be that you would go after to get? Um, are pets counting in that, or are pets out safely? I got pets. I pets are out safely. Yeah. Okay, pets are out safely. Um. Oh, geez, I don't know. I might just go with a glove. The glove? Yeah, it might be a glove. Honestly, because you know everything's burnt out. You need a glove. You got to do what you got to do for your job. So <laughs> I would probably, that would probably be the thing that I would need to keep alive. That's a pretty practical answer. Yeah, this this was something that I really couldn't figure out myself. I feel like I'd be in the house a little too long and probably be stuck in my room picking 20 items. Things would be getting a little smoky in there. I'd probably come out with 10 items at least. But. It's got to be phone, right? It's got to be phone. I mean, you have to leave with the phone. But a phone's kind of always on hand. That's always in your pocket, I feel like. So I don't know. I Maybe... There's a lot of autographs I have. I don't know. Maybe autographed, <laughs> autographed Yon Moncada bat. I I I think I'm, I might snag that. But once again, I think I'd be stuck in the house for a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that one, honestly. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to fill up as many bags as I can. Just throw <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, it never becomes a reality that we have to make this decision. <laughs> Charlie, once again. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really enjoyed having you on. I had a lot of fun, and uh, we're wishing you all the best and hope to talk to you again in the future. I appreciate it. Thank you guys again. Stay safe, stay healthy, all right? <laughs>